Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project, the podcast that is designed to inspire you to truly live your very best life, all while living your life's transitions. Divorce coach, mediator, and host, Paulette, alongside host and divorce attorney, Sonia, help women leave behind the turmoil, confusion, and chaos of relationships and divorce. Together, they are discussing the topics that none of us talk about but really want to and introduce you to experts in their fields of relationships, marriage, parenting, mind-body wellness, career, business, finance, healing, and transformation. Each podcast episode focuses on sharing real conversations from real-life situations. Isn't it time you thrived? Join. Let's go. Thrive in the chaos. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project on Friday, June 12th, um, in the afternoon version, if you're watching us live. If not, and you're listening to the replay, doesn't matter what time you're listening, it's all good. So today, Sonia and I have an amazing guest. I had the honor of meeting Jenny Castro, I'm sorry, Emblem Castro. I love hyphenated names. I had one for several years and couldn't remember who the hell I was either. Um, much longer than yours. So now that I have a simple new last name with four letters, I'm owning it. Um, Jenny Emblem Castro. Jenny and I had the honor of meeting each other last September, I'm estimating. Yeah. On the mat, we literally met on the mat in the Serenby Yoga Studio, where um, one of my dear friends that owns Serenby Yoga, Heather, uh, was hosting a beautiful evening sunset singing bowl meditation class. So. Uh, I had just personally come off one hell of a year where I had traveled and um, extensively in 2019 and really lived out of a suitcase and had about as much groundedness as uh, maybe being in an Airbnb no longer than 48 hours before I was off to my next destination. So let's just say I felt as um, flitty as a butterfly and had grounding so we got back September my mother had just passed away I just moved to this crazy agrihood and was living in a shotgun house and didn't have a clue what I was doing here and I met this glowing little um, fairy beautiful goddess and uh, immediately just felt connected to her aura so yeah Jenny and I met here in Serenby in September where she was getting ready to plan a beautiful event um, in November which I attended and helped sort of volunteered and got to help with the, the event. It was um, a huge, amazing undertaking and most successfully put together. So that's uh, that's how we met. And I immediately thought she would be a great guest on the podcast because so many women need help understanding how to take care of themselves. That journey does not start at the end, it starts today. So any of you out there really starting to think about wellness, Today is the day. There's no time like the present. So welcome, Jenny. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Such an right. honor. 
My pleasure. So Sonia and I love to chit chat about guests and who we want to have on the show. And, you know, it's easy for us to find attorneys and it's easy for us to find financial planners and finding a mediator is a dime a dozen, you know, like easy to find those. I mean, I'm joking. You know me, I have a, a rather sense of humor about these things. But when it comes to finding somebody that really walks her walk, um, you know, I hate to be a little sarcastic or um, cynical, but there's so many wellness professionals out there that sort of, you know, have, um, it's easy to put together a business card and just say that you're a wellness professional and you're a, a personal trainer, you're a fitness guru, you're a meditation teacher, you're a yoga teacher, you're a, you know, whatever. But to really live and embody that, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, is rare. So maybe I just have really high standards, but that's how I was brought up. I do, and my kids will tell you that's definitely one of my my downfalls as a parent, right? Always wanting perfection, but I, I do have high standards, professionally when it comes to mentorship and teaching, because we look up to certain people to have knowledge and experience. And I always feel like if you're going to teach something, you should have experience having tried it, studied it, and done it, the work. So this is why I felt so um, connected to participating in, in your um, um in experience in your in your event, Jenny, because I thought when I looked at the um, the um, the lineup of professionals, it looks like we lost Sonia. So yeah. we'll kick back in. She's um, she said she was having trouble with her Wi-Fi earlier. Gotta love um, gotta love it. But it's it's interesting when I looked at Elizabeth Gilbert came and let's see who I remember Gabby Bernstein and Dr. Joe Dispenza and I could keep going, but this is a, you know, a short podcast. So the, um, the experts that were there were really quite unique in their own story, but yet still profound in their ability to connect to, to women in particular, but it's surprising. There were a lot of men there. Mm, that's good. It is good. We need the men to do the work too. They do. They do. <laughs> well, as we know, <laughs> especially on this with this group, that is a huge opportunity. It is relationships. Yeah. And especially when, you know, women find that most of the um, curiosity or conflict that they're experiencing in life can come from relationships, right? Um, does this relationship feel healthy? Does this relationship feel um, like it's of my best and highest good? You know, is it contributing to my health and well-being? So me being a certified divorce coach and mediator, I work with women all the time that are really battling relationship troubles. And can they make this marriage healthier and working? So you know, if you're, what, can you take us to the beginning, which I'm, I know everybody's curious about, that those of you that out there don't know what a tune is, but can you tell us about your personal experience and why you felt that creating a event such as this was so necessary in the healing world and allowing people to really start to see that glimmer of hope that they can create change in their self? Sure. Um, yeah, let's see, how can I condense this? So 
Basically, I well, first of all, you know, I love seeing you at in your home because I know you're at Serenity, and I spent a lot of time there over the last couple of years, really planning the event Attune. Um, I am from Alabama originally, so I have a lot of just connection to the South. My whole family still lives there, and. I go there often to see them. And I just, I really felt called to bring something to the South, an event that would elevate the consciousness. You know, there's a lot of events, wellness events in Los Angeles where I used to live. I live an hour and a half north of LA now in Ojai. Um, but there's a lot of wellness events in LA and San Francisco and New York and, you know, on the coast. Um, and I really felt called to bring something to the South. And when I was introduced to Garney at Serenby and went there for a visit on my way home for the holidays many years ago, I just felt like such a place that could hold this kind of experience, a container in nature that we could really bring world-renowned speakers to and a destination that people would be excited to go to that would support them in their process. You know, there's a lot of amenities at Serenby. It's so beautiful, such high vibes. Um, and it just felt like the right place. So that's why we did a tune at Serenby. Um, but let me just kind of take it back a little. I was in fashion for a long time. That was my career straight out of college, was in the buying offices at Neiman Marcus, worked for, after that, worked for a company called Laura Piano for 10 years. And then, you know, eventually decided that this really wasn't, you know, the long term for me. So I ended up getting my master's degree in spiritual psychology in Santa Monica. And then after, sorry, during that process, I had a health opportunity. And um, coming from a very Western allopathic medicine family, um, I would have usually gone, you know, the Western route, but I felt very clear that I wanted to go a different direction. Intuitively, it just was so clear to me, especially with the program that I was in at the University of Santa Monica, um, really talking a lot about getting to the root of the issue and knowing that dis-ease is really just, you know, a response, your body giving you a message that something is out of balance. So I chose to go a very alternative route, went to the Optimum Health Institute, ended up living there for four months, had a huge healing experience, um, didn't end up having to have my ovary removed and the whole, you know, kind of Western protocol, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and it really opened my eyes to the experience of healing and seeing myself heal and also hundreds of other people at the Optimum Health Institute. And so when I was done with that experience, I was still living in Venice in Los Angeles and I went back there and was like, okay, I've been in this incubator for like for four months and now I'm here and what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to work? How am I going to integrate all of the learnings and, and this new lifestyle? And so I created a living holy, which is what, you know, it's my company that's the name of our company. And then a tune is a part of living holy. Um, and so living holy was created in 2013. And I just had the idea of creating events that 
brought in speakers to educate people, to inform people, to support people in learning, including myself, to stay on track, to, you know, connect with like-minded people and build community around this evolved way of thinking and taking care of ourselves. And at that time, you know, 2013, you know, this was kind of, I mean, obviously health and wellness and yoga has been around for thousands of years, but in terms of like in the Western world, like there was a lot more attention going to meditation and yoga and drinking green juice and eating healthy around that time. And so people were starting to open up to learning about ways. And there's, you know, especially in LA, there's just so many, you know, modalities and, and so much information that I knew that I could continue educating myself on. And I loved bringing people together and creating that social connection in a really beautiful environment, making it really accessible for people. So it felt like a safe place for them to come. They could, you know, have really yummy food that was healthy, have a, you know, a beautiful venue, people that they could relate to. So it doesn't have to feel like it's a crunchy kind of like, you know, woo woo or like hippy dippy vibe. It, it, it was like a very elevated vibe. And so I found that people really wanted that. Um, so that was going on, you know, that was a passion project that I started in 2013 and then I kept doing it and eventually it turned into my work. Um, and then in 20, like 17 is when I went to Serenby and I just got this hit, like, okay, I'm going to do a bigger event. So a larger scale wellness event here in the South and just take this to the next level, but really connect with people that maybe don't have as much access to this kind of content or the resources in terms of like all these speakers around them all the time. You know, LA has a lot of talent there and a lot of leaders in wellness there all the time. So it felt really great to bring it to the South where, you know, there's people from Atlanta, Charleston, Nashville, Charlotte. And then of course people flew in from all over the world, but it was just, a really great opportunity to do something in a, an area that felt like they were really ready for it. And so that's how it started. I mean, it's been one of the best accountability partners for me in my life because, you know, when you step into this, and I know you know this, Paulette, it's like when you step into this kind of work or, you know, curating events like this or having a platform like this, it's like, it's it, it does require that consistency within self to continue doing the work to show up for yourself um because you know there's a lot of distractions in life i mean i grew up in alabama i went to college at alabama like there was a lot going on in that <laughs> life before i got to this place so it's just been a real i've had to really choose to stay you know committed to myself and to my health, because even after I left the Optimum Health Institute, you know, the thing about going a natural route is like, once you commit, you have to really commit because you're, it's like, you're taking that responsibility and empowering yourself mm. to heal and you and your body to heal is you're not like kind of leaning into another, you know, a medication or a surgery, which I have no problems with that. I think 
that's great for some people. And sometimes you have to do a combination of both. Mm -hmm. But for me, it really, for whatever reason, that was my path. Like I needed that to learn how to take care of myself. Mm. You make such a good point um, about taking responsibility. And I even want to think of it as going a little bit deeper than that. And you did use the word accountability earlier. So there's a very strong pattern I see is this fear of wanting to own something where, well, what if I make a mistake? You know, it's like, I, I want other people to help me and we all need support. Don't get me wrong, but I want some authority figure, whether it be a, a medical doctor or uh, some professional that's going to step in and say, here's the exact list of things that you need to do in order to heal or in order to get divorced or in order to find the career that you love or in order to find the husband of your dreams or really like we could literally Google anything and you'd find some um, expert protocol to do this. But when you take ownership and responsibility for your own wellness, it's scary because what if, and this is what we think, you know, what if I'm, what if I screw up? What if I make a mistake? You know, and I don't really believe that there's any mistake. Anytime you um, do your research and you jump into it with your heart and your soul and you, you really feel connected and committed to a process and you, yes, do your research and make sure that the, the experts that you're working with and, and the modalities and the, um, the methods in which you're engaging and feel like they're not just, you know, um, made up yesterday, but somebody has walked the walk before you that it's, it's still a little bit, um, daunting to feel like I am taking full responsibility for my own wellness versus passing the baton and saying, Oh, well, here's the protocol. Here's the prescription. And this, this is, a this is a scary thing for many people. It's where do we take that initial, um, feeling of, well, I, I know that I should trust this expert and this expert, but I also want to take the bull by the horns. Pardon the pun. It's not a very um, kind pun. Or <laughs> there's so many horrible sayings like yeah. killing yeah. the two stones yeah. and take the bull yeah. by the horn. You know, it's like, but they, they're very visual, so you can see it where you actually like take control of the situation um, and and own it. It's it's so scary to really um, you know read that book and do that work and 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 really jump into the process fully. So um, what do you say to those people that are still on the fence about exploring or researching or kind of considering something other than, and I'm all for doctors too and surgery. I you know, want to definitely preface that to everyone where Jenny and I are certainly not saying, you know, that, the things are, you know, it's not a matter of good or bad. It's, it's yeah. exploring the options and taking responsibility and getting involved in your own well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my brother's a doctor, my dad's a dentist, my, all my parents' friends are doctors. Like I come from like a line of Western medicine. That was why the choice for me, was very hard. I mean, I had a lot of pressure from my family, which, you know, I can imagine like for all the layers that we have as humans, like, you know, this wanting to please people, especially as a woman, you know, wanting to make a choice that feels 
everyone's approving of, they're going to like me and they're going to love me and it's going to make me more lovable and like all the things. You know, there's a lot I found in my experience that it took for me to let those, that narrative go. It's like, I need to take care of myself. I need to love myself. And bottom line is I I just had a clear, well, two things. I had a clear knowing that this place that someone had told me about was not a mis- it was not a coincidence that they had told me two weeks before and then all this started happening and I was like oh it's in San Diego which is like two hours from LA and I what I will say is you know I was at USM at the time the University of Santa Monica and I had a lot of support with the founders of USM Ron and Mary Holnick my mentor at the time um, Joanna Jenkins. And they were kind of coaching me, you know, in a, one of the things about USM is that they don't give advice. They're not going to tell me what to do, but like, they were just, you know, in a lot of inquiry, like really encouraging me to go within and think about what do I want? You know, what's the decision that I want to make and just empowering myself to do what was best for me. Um, which no one else can really give you that answer about anything, right? Um, and so even when I got to OHI, which is the Optimum Health Institute, I remember thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I knew I, would, I was going to OHI, but I don't know why I'm going here. I'm just, it's like I'm being guided. I'm going. Um, and it honestly was somewhat lonely, on the drive there thinking my parents aren't approving of this. My brother's going to never talk to me again, which, you know, whatever that was not true, but it did feel very bold of me to make that decision. But it's, it's just like honoring myself versus betraying myself or abandoning myself because it was undeniable what choice was best for me. But to get to that place required me to like really get quiet within, which I think is a really challenging place, especially right now in the world that we live in. I mean, it's hard, you know, it's challenging to get quiet, but we have to. Otherwise, we're listening to, you know, the media, we're listening to all of our family members, our friends. There's so all the things. There's so many different people talking and voices and advice. And so it's just, One thing that I learned in that experience, so many things, but one of the things that I learned was just how important it is for me to just listen to myself. And, and I still, I mean, I literally just had a coaching session yesterday with my therapist coach and we went over this again. So it's like, this was in 2012. We're talking eight years later. I'm still having to like honor my intuition and like, you know, I was noticing how I haven't been doing that. And then things start to bother me and I get frustrated and annoyed and things don't go the way I wanted them to. And I'm like, well, because I'm not listening to that inner compass. Mm. Um, So it's just, it's, it's a practice, you Mm. know, but it is so empowering. And I have to say, you know, just as an example, after having that session yesterday with her, I, made a decision about something that I knew wasn't the right thing for me and my family. And it was uncomfortable to make that decision. But when I woke up this morning, I felt so much freedom. 
spaciousness that I, it was like very noticeable and all day. Like it, I've gotten these little messages of like, just affirming, like you made the right decision. That was the right decision. So it's just like really kind of, you know, really being courageous. Mm. Our choices. That example that you just gave, just gave me chills. Cause I could mm -hmm. think of a handful of times in my life too. And also with clients, I've seen that aha moment yeah. of yes, yes. There's this sense of connection and freedom and liberation. Yeah. When you finally make the right decision, you know it. There's no like, oh, I don't know. Did I make the right decision? And uh, you just immediately feel it in your bones. And yeah, there's no um, question. You just can feel it. It's there's that sense. You wake up and you feel, ah, not, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, my whole time at the Optima Health Institute, you know, it was a real dismantling of old beliefs, of conditioning, and, and just rebuilding, like, my own just inner system and, like, how I was going to relate to myself and love myself and be with myself. And I think we all go through these periods in life where, you know, that, I mean, that was a 180-degree decision for me. I mean, my whole life changed. Like I remember I was supposed to be at food and wine in Aspen that weekend. And I was at the optimum health Institute. And I remember it was very hard. Like I was, you know, wanting just gripping onto this idea that I might still make a different decision. And then I was like, no, I am surrendering into this decision and literally just melted into that knowing and the healing and I mean, that changed everything in my life. So let's transition, beautiful. Let's transition a tiny bit to these events because I know that yeah. there are some curious uh, curiosity seekers out there that would love to be able to kind of be a fly on the wall and, you know, get in their car and go for a drive or maybe as, as uh, we get braver, you know, travel again. Right. More of us are, you know, thinking, oh, I'm ready to travel again. So, and I think the next one is in April. April, yes. April 2021, right. 2021. Right, yeah. same location in Serenby, April 2021. Um, you know, there's those curiosity seekers out there that are like, I've always wanted to go to a health and well-being and wellness type of um, event but I've, I've never quite found the right one, or I've gone to a couple, but they haven't quite been the real deal, or they're a little bit too focused on just yoga, or they're a little too focused just on um, mind-body connection, or a little bit too focused on just diet, or you, you get the idea. But yeah. you really have one that's all-encompassing with all different aspects, as you put it beautifully, the layers of our being, known mm -hmm. as koshas in the yoga world. But those yogis out there, but those of you that aren't, don't panic. We we don't have to speak in Sanskrit. So although I, I speak it and I don't know, I do. Um, like, can you share like a transformational um, something you've witnessed or a story of somebody that maybe was one of those curiosity seekers? Because I know you get emails and thank you notes and calls and all different kinds of responses that you get from people that have come to your events over the years with maybe that. Um, fear, right? That fear of getting started of like, um, 
I don't know if it's right for me. Maybe I won't fit in. I won't really belong. Maybe everybody's a little bit too further ahead than me. Um, what What do you see? What do you say to those people that are um, curious, but not? You know, there's a little bit um, skeptical and yeah. um, a success story that you really found quite transformational. Yeah, I mean, I I was just kind of scanning through hundreds, I'm sure. But, you know, one that really stands out to me is this woman. She's around 68. So, you know, she's lived a full life. She's been married, divorced, you know, now in relationship, you know, partnership. Um, but from the South and this event was happening and she, someone that I know, so I, I feel like, you know, I, I've had, I had the inside story too. And so she was thinking about coming and, but she didn't have anyone that she to go with. And so she reached out to a few of her friends and two of her friends said, I'll go with you. And she was like, I really want this woman. I really want to go. I just feel called to this work. I She's never done any of this work before. She's one of those people that like would not even go see a therapist because she thought that was weird. You know, being from Alabama, um, that can be like, you know, this concept and or this story. And so she was just like, it was surprising that she wanted to go, but she really felt called. She wanted to go to Serenby and see Serenby. Uh, she wanted to hear Gabby Bernstein, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she was just trying to get some friends to go. And so she ended up getting two of her friends to go. And what really moved me was before the event, they started reading some of the books from Joe Dispenza, Gabby, and Elizabeth Gilbert. And that alone, before they even got to the event, mm. she was reading Gabby's Bernstein's book, Expect You Him. I think it's me may experience miracles or expect miracles and just had a huge aha of like, wow, I have so much more dominion over my life mm -hmm. than I ever thought I did. And just started to really unpack the, the conditioning and the stories that she had been telling herself and the life that she had created, co-created, right? I mean, her husband had an affair on, with another woman. They got divorced. You know, they had two kids. It was a whole thing, you know, and she was holding a lot of that emotion over the years. She had a hip replacement, which our emotions get stored in our hips. And so that was not a surprise. But this, just the prerequisite of her reading these the book with Gabby Bernstein, then of course Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, and then she gets to the event and she was so committed to going to all the, you know, all the things like the 7 a.m. meditation, the 9 a.m. yoga, the keynote, like everything. She was so in. And I saw with my own eyes just how transformative that experience was for her. Not to mention, her ex-husband and his new wife, who was the, you know, the woman that he had an affair with, was at the event. They ended up having a massive healing. I mean, my, my friends asked me, you know, does she know that they're going to be there too? And I'm like, 
I don't know. That's not really my responsibility. Right. You know, of course it's an intimate, I mean, we had 800 people there. So I was like, there's more people like it's gonna, there's going to be crossover. She'll find other friends. Like, it's not going to be like that who she's bumping into. But the truth is, is like because she was in that frequency of healing and forgiveness for herself, for others, just in a real place of compassion, she was able to really just have gratitude for the experience and her new life. And, you know, since then, I know that she's continued to meditate and read books that have supported her and just evolving in her life. And I can only imagine that she'll be back. In 2021. Mm. So that was one story that I felt was really compelling. And, and just to say that, you know, our events are definitely a range of ages. We have people there that are in their early 30s. We have people there that are 68, you know, people that are really just hungry for this kind of content that want to live a more inspired life, want to have more dominion over their life. Um, I mean, I totally believe a hundred percent. Like we can, if we're in, in our, you know, an empowered place and have vision and like really commit to how living an intentional life, we can co-create that life the way that we want it. I mean, of course there's going to be challenges and it's not always going to go the way you want it to, but at the end of the day, it's for the highest good. It's for your healing. It's for you to continue to up level and have a new experience. But that's, you know, something that I think people continue to learn at all of our events, just this one, but just, I, I continue even in LA. I, I mean, there's so many people that have told me I've met my best friend at your event. I met my business partner at your event because there's just this, you know, alignment, like-mindedness that really attracts people um, to these events and just, you know, the intention behind the events in terms of the quality of the speakers and the, the location. It's just, it is a, an environment that I feel like even if you've never been to a, an event like this, um, you can really drop in and feel supported and held and go get a nice dinner, have a glass of wine. If that's your thing, go for a hike, you know, kind of, you don't have to do every single thing, but you can still have this like beautiful experience. Right. Well, as a yoga teacher, registered yoga school owner, director, you know, myself, I have lost track of how many festivals, events, yeah. um, call it what you will. You know, I, I probably somewhere around 50. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm a, um, a junkie or a, what are those called? Um, groupie. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I definitely have uh, gone to my share of yoga wellness festivals. And, you know, just for those that are curious, some of them, and they're fun, like they, no judgment. They're all great. They all serve a purpose. And some of them are very much like a Lululemon party, you know, just, you know, it's all about the paint and the costumes and the music, and they can be really fun. Um, a little bit of like Burning Man, you know, yeah. sort of, um, which Burning Man's great, you know, but it's, I don't know how much healing you'll do. Uh, <laughs> a lot yeah. of laundry maybe, but, um, yeah. you know, and then you get others that are much more, um, 
metaphysical and more talk and less um, nature. So you're more of in a conference center, yeah. where you've got, I don't know, 20 little rooms and you have these little uh, sessions with different teachers and they're great too, but they, they don't really allow for that community and that connection. And you're, you're lucky if you meet um, a handful of people that didn't partake in your um, module or track that you signed up for. Right. So yeah. I could keep giving other scenarios of many of the events I've been to. And some of them are in exotic, beautiful places like Costa Rica or Brazil or, um, you know, Portugal or you know, Bali and all different other types of things. Some are 30 days, some are 24 hours. But, you know, what I found unique about yours, Jenny, was it, it was a little bit of everything. I really felt that there was a, a true connection to nature. Mm. It wasn't in a, in a function hall, which yeah. is one of the beautiful things about being in, in a place like Serenby. And I felt that the yoga teachers were very diverse. It wasn't just uh, Kripalu or Vinyasa or Kundalini or power or I'm I'm branding yoga asana here yeah. but you know it wasn't one lineage it was a little bit of a, a, a smorgasbord or a buffet because people that are new to yoga and asana really want to taste what different what it feels like to try different types of classes and then the music events and the food and um that the keynote speakers of course were fun and quite diverse mm -hmm. too and you had different world point of view the marketplace was fascinating where you had um all different types of venues and vendors from everything from clothing to skincare to jewelry to organic sustainable products to i could keep going but yeah. makeup and perfumes and you know a, a girl's dream if you like shopping ladies you you really must go so there were <laughs> I think spent a little too much time in the in the vendors speak, but um, and then um, just really being able to meet other like-minded people, it's it's unique. But sometimes the events that you go to, you get the real hardcore yogis that don't really associate with the people that are more into meditation. You know, when I say yogis, I mean more asana. And you get the slackliners that just hang out with the slackliners and you get the aerial people that just hang out with the aerial people. But it, it was very diverse and different. And I really thought that it was, there was something for everyone. So what do you have up your sleeve this year that you're ready to unveil? Can you, can you share any of the um, plans for next year's event or is it too premature? Oh, sure. We can share. Well, the truth is, is we were supposed to do it in September. I know. Yeah. So we, um, of course, had to start planning that, you know, we were planning it in December. And then with everything that happened uh, with the pandemic, we decided to move it to April. Was that so, Not to sidetrack too much. Was that a horribly challenging decision? How did you come to that? Well, this is a, actually a really great example. So I had done a five-day cleanse. Um, this is like in January. Let me just back. I was trying to get clear on the dates. This is like in, sorry, this was in December. I was trying to get clear on the dates in December. I did a cleanse. The clarity I got was, I think you should just wait until April of 2021. Mm. And the reason I, I feel like my, I had that clarity was like, I just needed more time. Like to plan an event this size is a lot. And we were also coming off of a huge event and just needed to really like have time to, you know, clean that up, any, you know, anything that needed to be resolved and then move forward. And so 
I told Garney, we're going to do it April 2021. That's what we're doing. We just need some more time to make this like really awesome. She's like, great. And then, and that was my intuition. I did a five day cleanse just to get that clarity. And I had the clarity and then something happened where some people were like, I don't think you should, you should do it in September. It needs to be in 2020. People want something in 2020. And I remember like listening and I'm like, you know what? We need to do something in 2020. And I emailed Lagarni, asked her if we had the dates in 2020s, if we could still have those dates in September. She's like, yes, you can have the dates. We changed the dates. Oh, no. To September. And I was like, I remember thinking to myself, is this totally going to like bite me in that later? Right. And then I was like, no. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. I mean, what could possibly happen? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like and then I was thinking, my intuition is going to backlash. And then I was just like, it's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden COVID. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this was what my intuition knew. I mean, my soul knew this. We are so wise. Our soul unsettling. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, long story short, we changed it back to April, same dates, April, 2021. It's April 22nd through 25th. Um, we have confirmed about nine of the speakers um, and then we're still currently curating some of the keynotes. Um, so we have Guru Jagat coming, who is a very well-known Kundalini teacher. Um, she's one of my first teachers in Los Angeles and she has just made a huge impact globally. And so I'm just, and she's very in alignment with this Aquarian age that we're all living in. Like we've moved from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. And so she, her teachings and how she interprets Kundalini is very modernized, very accessible. And she's just a really great teacher. So she's going to be there. Um, Panash Desai is going to be there, who's also a really amazing teacher. We have Tracy Stanley, who's going to be there. You know, Tracy. I do. Uh, very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Another yeah. yogi. Yeah. Yeah. We have Melissa Wood, who is, she's been, I feel like over this pandemic, just because she has a lot of online content. So she's gotten really big. Uh, she's going to be there. Sean Korn will be there. Um, Luke Story will be there. Casey Crown will be there, who's, um, her partner is Jackie Leondini, and they have Well Soul workshops, which they do on the West Coast, which are awesome. Um, yeah, so the list goes on. I'm like trying, I'm like going through my uh, mind. Um, and then we will have a couple keynotes, um, really hoping to have some in mind, but I don't want to tell you who they are to be determined, but we will officially announce a couple of those keynotes and those dates publicly soon. We've just kind of, we had to like do a lot of um, and all of the things that come with that. So it's been, it has been a challenge, but you know, we're also planning right now a virtual attune for 2020. So we are in the process of curating that content and it will be an offering that you can experience online. Obviously it's not going to be the same as an in-person experience. We are very aware of that, but 
this content is potent and it's something we all need right now. Mm. So that's something we will be launching in September to kind of support the original dates of 2020. So stay tuned for that because that will be something that can really support you in dropping into this and really get some tools and practices. And then you can decide if you want to come to the in-person event at Serenby. Mm, and that sounds like a great um, teaser, not necessarily yeah. teaser, but a way to, you know, like a buffet. You can take yeah. a little piece of this and try it out and see how it feels without jumping in the water. Uh, yeah. And, and trying it. So yeah. so what is the best way for people to learn more about you and your story and find more about the event in April? I would say Attune Experience, which is our Instagram, and then also our website, attuneexperience.com. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time today. I know you're out in the West Coast and it's uh, a Friday afternoon. Happy weekend, everyone. Wow, um, it's middle of June, heading into summer. Where is the year going? It's hard to believe. <laughs> like time is such, an, is such an illusion these days. I'm like, what? It's the weekend and it's June. How did that happen? I, I had that conversation earlier with Sonia. It was just, uh, and um, she's in New York and was uh, struggling with some Wi-Fi issues. So um, I will make sure that uh, she knows we wrapped um, mm. up, but um, she sends her best to everyone. And um, we will go um, and publish this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple uh, next week. So for those of you that are watching it live, great. If those of you that will catch the replay um, and the podcast itself. So uh, to all of you out there, um, keep thriving in the chaos. Um, the healing starts when you drop in and you become aware of all of the decisions you're making and really feel that everything you're doing is in alignment with your best interest. Mm -hmm letting all the other noise drop out to the wayside and really settling in what works for you. And know that both myself and Jenny are there for you. If you want to reach out to us, if you need any referrals or resources or have any questions, this is why we do what we do. We're not here just to chit chat with each other. Although I could talk to Jenny. Hey, <laughs> um, she's so easy to talk to and she's such a great person. Come to her events. You won't be sorry. I adored every minute of it. And I know that you will too. So be well, everybody. Happy weekend. We'll see you next week. And um, stay in touch and keep thriving in the chaos. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. And make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.